Let's talk about drought conditions and the impact on BC farmers. Now, as British Columbia gets drier and drier uh, during the summer, many farmers across our province are concerned about the impact on their crops and livestock. With dwindling hay crops and not enough feed to get their livestock through the fall or winter months, many ranchers uh, have been forced to sell their cattle off at auction. Recently, the province did announce funding, funding under a new program called Access to Feed Program, which uh, is being delivered with the BC Cattlemen's Association. Now, through the program, uh, and working with the Cattlemen's Association, it'll match sellers of hay and feed domestically across Canada and internationally with farmers and producers. Now, the problem, of course, is a significant one. Add to that another issue we don't talk enough about, and that's access to water for our farmers during the summer months. Four of the worst uh, wildfire seasons in our province's history have come in the last six years. Uh, joining me now to talk a little about drought conditions and the lack of water for farmers is Ian Payton. He's the Shadow Minister for Agriculture, and he's a food critic with the BC United Party. Ian, thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Good afternoon, Jazz. Uh, it is a big issue. Let's talk a little bit about drought conditions first and foremost. Uh, you know, you've had a you're you're a farmer, long history as a farmer as well. You talk to the farming communities throughout here in Metro Vancouver, but across the province. Uh, what's the latest in regards to just the issue of drought conditions, access to feed? What are you hearing from them? You know, it's interesting to start, Jazz, even in the Fraser Valley, you know, growing up on our farm in the 60s and the 70s, you know, even in the Fraser Valley Delta, nobody really had much in the way of irrigation equipment back then. It just seemed we always had a kind of sporadic rainfalls and in between that you'd make your hay or whatever you had to do. And now... Uh, nowadays in Delta, anywhere in the Fraser Valley, if you don't have a full irrigation system on your farm, you're pretty much out of business. So that's how times have changed. Certainly, Jazz, uh, in the last 30 or 40 years with climate change and these long, hot, dry summers that we're getting, not only in the Fraser Valley, but certainly all over the northern parts of BC, where I just returned from. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to the drought conditions and this new program, uh, the Access to Feed program, let's start with that. Uh, is that going to be enough in regards to helping farmers? Yeah, well, Jazz, I, I've been chatting uh, nonstop for the last three or four days uh, up in Fort St. John, Dawson Creek, Chetwin, with farmers and ranchers about this very issue. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> access to feed, it's a, it's a wonderful idea that the government has kind of tried to set up with the BC Cattlemen's Association, but there was only $150,000 put into this program for BC Cattlemen's to go out and try and search or match up ranchers with um, hay, hay dealers. Well, Alberta and Saskatchewan are our two closest partners. They're suffering from drought situations as well. So there's really no feed to access there. So they're looking down in Washington, eastern Washington State, perhaps Montana, perhaps Oregon. Well, you know, a rancher in Fort St. John may need a thousand bales to get through the winter. You can only, uh, you know, travel about 40 round bales on a truck. Um, you know, and the route's probably 1,500 kilometers. It's just doesn't make any sense, you know, transportation-wise to try and bring a feed this far away to parts of, uh, you know, Dawson Creek, Fort St. John, uh, Vanderhoof, places like that. So what, what, what should be done in your mind? Well, I think, you know, what we need to do in future is look at the fact that summer after summer, we seem to be going through these exact same drought situations. So we need to start stockpiling uh, feed or hay, uh, you know, in, in barns or wherever it takes to have some of this feed on hand for our own uh, farmers and ranchers here in British Columbia uh, in, in future and have some contracts 
done up with some, you know, hay farmers in Alberta, Saskatchewan, or down in Washington State, so they're not chasing after this. We know it's going to happen. It's going to happen time and time again in future years, so we need to be more prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Now, the issue of water, you know, you always think of Metro Vancouver as a rainforest. Uh, You've talked a little bit about irrigation systems. How common is that outside of outside of uh, the lower mainland in regards to having water capture, uh, capturing technology, all of the, the, those sorts of things? How uh, you know how uh, you know, pronounced is it in the rest of this province? Well, it's interesting. Uh, your listeners will recall traveling on the um, the, the uh, Fraser Canyon or along the uh, you know the Thompson River uh, up around Kamloops, place like that. You'll see these big what they're called is ir- uh, pivot irrigation systems. They've got readily uh, usable water from the Thompson River, different creeks and rivers that are you know easily to get at for the local farms and ranchers to irrigate their crops. Once you get up into places like the Chilcotin, the Caribou, uh, Fort St. John, the Peace area. They just don't have irrigation sources. Uh, they just don't have the access to to water. So that's why right now, having just come back from there, these poor folks up there are absolutely out of feed. They don't have enough hay to get uh, through the fall and winter. A lot of their grass pasture has been burnt off by fires. Um, the auction yard, which I came from in Vanderhoof and Dawson Creek, are seeing, you know, 10 times the number of cattle going through right now because farmers and ranchers are going, I've got to sell off part of my herd. I don't have enough feed to get them through. Wow. Um you know, water capturing technology, it's used in other parts of the world uh, who have challenges with water. Uh, it's not something we've traditionally had. To implement a system province-wide, and each farmer is going to be different and, and their needs are going to be different, uh, but it seems to me they would need lots of help and they would be incredibly complex uh, and expensive to do. Uh, and But it, one would argue it's the only entity that can really help to do this is the provincial government. Um, Is this something we need to be looking at just like any other capital cost now, whether it be building a hospital or building highways that we need to start looking at water capturing technology for farmers and helping them out? Absolutely, Jazz. The the NDP government uh, at the end of the fiscal year threw an extra $111 million into the agricultural budget, which has disappeared. None of this is being used whatsoever for the water issues, the drought issues, the fire issues that we're facing right now. Uh, they've gone on to insequential issues as far as I'm concerned. We need to use that kind of money to get farmers set up uh, to improve their infrastructure. Ranchers, they they build what's called dugouts, and they store water from the winter months where there's lots of rain, lots of snow. Um, They build dams on their ranches. We need money for these folks to be able to build more of these dams and dugouts and huge retention ponds to make use of, even in the Fraser Valley, look how much rain we get here in the Mm -hmm. wintertime. You know, let's make use of massive retention ponds, dams, and dugouts so that we can capture this water in our winter months. BC is known as one of the wettest provinces in Canada in the winter. So let's start capturing some of this winter snow and 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 rain and have it stored so we've got some of it to use in our, our hot summer months. Is it too complex, though? And how would you implement a program like that? Is that a question of farmers having to build it and, and, and applying for grants? It seems like an incredibly complex yet and capital-intensive uh, project, how would you like to see something like that introduced or implemented? 
Well, you know, it's not that difficult, Jazz. Even in our area down in Tuas and Boundary Bay, we've converted all this land down there into agricultural land. And what's happened is if you can see a small stream coming down off of Point Roberts, what we've done, we've built a massive retention uh, pond uh, there to capture this water, not only the rain, but a little bit of water from the creek. So now this is the first time in years that we've seen farmers irrigating down in Boundary Bay, part of Tawasson. And it's it's just a, a matter of building these massive retention ponds. With A lot of them have a rubber liner on them, and a lot of dairy farms and uh, ranches could, could do this to have uh, water close by. Not only, Jazz, just for irrigation, mm-hmm. but when you've got um, a thousand head of cattle on a ranch, they they all have to drink every day during these hot months. So you got to make sure you've got, for animal welfare reasons, you got to make sure you've got lots of good water handy for your animals to drink all through the summer. Did you ever think you'd be talking about water retention and saving water in the middle of a rainforest? <laughs> no kidding. I'll tell you, when I was a young farmer, yeah. uh, he, even here in Delta, it was like, wow, you had to be on your toes to be able because, you know, hay's got to be bone dry in the sun to make it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you didn't want to get caught in between showers in the summer. So that's why back in the 60s and 70s, we never really thought about irrigation or whether, you know, we thought, you know, too much rain was a pain in the butt. And now everyone's, you know, praying for rain throughout this province uh, in these hot, scorching summer months. Yeah, it is. It, I, I remember when I used to live in India, that was one of the things that during the monsoons, you know, you get over 100, 200 hour, hours of rain, and but you, they try to capture as much as they can because they'll need it in the summer months or in the early summer months. And and uh, and here we are in a rainforest, uh, in many ways, having that same conversation now that, uh, that that's actually real and dire for, for a lot of farmers, that's for sure. Ian, thank you so much for your time. Jazz, yeah, thanks for having me and uh, enjoy this wonderful uh, BC day here in uh, here in the Lower Mainland.